Hello, hello. Hi to all my unconventional friends out there. How are you? This is Loredana Podurian, your unconventional professor speaking, and welcome back to another episode of the Unconventional Professor podcast. For those of you joining for the first time, this is a podcast about regular people with unconventional views. What do I mean by that? It's people like you and me who walk on the streets the way you do, who have regular jobs, who have regular lives, who have um, regular uh, perception from the outside, but they actually have very unconventional views on life. And what do I mean by that? They try very hard to live their truth. So today in the five on five segment, this is an interview segment where I get to have a guest and ask my guest five questions. And guess what? My, que- my guest gets to ask me five questions. So today for the five on five, I have an amazing, amazing guest. His name is Anson Tong. He is one of my dear friends. He also happens to work for me at Asia School of Business. He's a creative genius. He's a branding guru, if you want. He's kind, he's sweet, he's handsome. He's single too, believe it or not. And today we're going to talk a lot of fun things, including some of the most unconventional questions that I have ever been asked on this podcast. But before we talk to Anson about his unconventional views on our conventional lives, I want to introduce you to our segment, I Like What I Like. For those of you who are once again listening for the first time, this podcast is broken into three segments. I like what I like because I like a lot of things and I like them in the way I like them. Five on five, an interview with my guest, and then the lesson of the day, because after all, I am a professor and I have to teach you the lesson of the day. It's more about what I teach you. It's more about what we learn together. So um, what do I like today? Well, I want to start by saying that I want to dedicate this episode to a young friend of mine. His name is Christian. I'm not going to tell him the last name because I don't want people to know too much. But I have met Christian a few years ago and Christian is a kind, generous, artistic, unconventional person who was dealt a few very bad cards in his life. Christian was born in a family with very strict religious values. And as he was growing up, he realized that these values are not his values. And even though most religions um, preach acceptance, preach love for thy neighbor, preach the belief that humans are the son and daughters of God, because of Christian's views on life, because of his preferences, in life, his family values, the all-loving, inclusive values, demonstrated to be less inclusive. So very early on, Christian had to struggle with his true self versus what the societal and family norms were in his case. And most recently, He was dealt a much worse card, a a card so bad that I don't even think that I want to talk about it, but I want you to imagine the worst. And somehow today, when I ran into Christian, he looked at me and said, how are you? I'm so happy to see you. Tell me everything about how you're doing. And I said, I think I want to know more about how you're doing, Christian. So after we talked a little bit about the last bad card that he dealt, he was dealt with by this life, he told me, he said, you know what, that's okay. This is an opportunity for me to get to know myself in the worst of times. And I'm going to try to learn as much as I can about this. And once again, Christian is a very young person, a person without a lot of support, a person without necessarily a lot of tools. But Christian, I don't know if your world likes you, but I can guarantee you that my world, the world of unconventional listeners, like you very much. So if you're out there listening, and I think I know you do, just know 
that this podcast was made for people like you and me and everybody else listening who feel like we have to be conventional because somehow this society put this norm on us. This society decided that being this label versus that label is accepted. Christian, I believe that you can change the world. You can make the world your world. And while your family and close ones are not the ones that give you that support, you can choose who you want to love and you can choose who can love you back. Today, I like Christian and I like all the unconventional out there who feel the struggle, who feel the pain, but somehow they think that being themselves is more important than anything else. Please stand by for the five on five with the absolutely amazing and highly unconventional Ensign. And I will talk to you very, very soon. How are you? Hello, my love. I am great. I am excited. How are you? I'm so happy to welcome you on Five on Five with the Unconventional Professor podcast. I have to tell you, Anson, I have they want to bring you on this podcast, but oh. because you happen to be working for me and I know how busy you are. <laughs> I am flattered and I have to say it is certainly my pleasure to be uh, be featured in your podcast. I've been waiting, actually, your invitation. I'm like, oh, oh my God, it's been five episodes. When's my turn? <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you listening for the first time, this segment is called Five on Five. And the reason why I call it Five on Five is because I have five questions for my guest and my guest has five questions for me. And you should know that I actually have no idea what Anson has in plan for me. And I'm a little bit uh, excited and a little bit scared knowing him. And also he doesn't know what <laughs> questions I have for him with the exception of the first question and the last question, which I think are the premise of this entire podcast that talks about being unconventional. So Anson, are we ready to hit the round running, the, to hit the ground running? Shoot me. All right. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you with love. How about this? Let me start with okay. the question that I ask everyone. Tell us in a little bit mm -hmm. of, uh, in a few words about yourself and what makes you, Anson, unconventional. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Anson Tung. I'm a 29-year-old um, Malaysian gay Gemini boy, and I'm a brand and marketing specialist in the most unconventional <laughs> business group ever known, Asia School of Business. Uh, I have also a voice acting career in a renowned radio station in Malaysia called 988. And I believe people also know me as well as a, a guy who, who expresses um, deep appreciation in, in styles mm. and in fashion. And it makes perfect sense that I'm also a um, shopaholic, a rational shopaholic, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Maybe that's why, that's why we get along so well, huh? Yeah, <laughs> shopping. Okay, when it comes to um, the questions of what makes me unconventional, well, it, 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 it sounds like a very simple question, but uh, it actually takes a lot of self-study mm -hmm. and reflection, mm -hmm. I realize, to, 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 to cover this question. And, and most of the time, we may not even realize we are unconventional, yeah. is it due to our cultural background, you know, our, the way we are brought mm. up, etc. I think the, the answer that best represented my, my, the, the reason of my unconventionality mm. today, it's my all-time desire to prove to the world, or at least to my community, that it is absolutely okay to not follow what's been done by mm -hmm. the norm, what's been advised yeah. by the past generations coming from perspectives which which may not even be relevant anymore exactly. today. And, yep. and, and then most importantly, um, what's been paved by all sorts of stereotypical mm. forces and judgments. Mm. Yeah. Preach to that, Anson. Preach to that. So while you're <laughs> while you're getting uh, your question for me ready, I just want to highlight this: that uh, it is absolutely fundamental, first of all, to reflect on yourself and ask, "Am I truly unconventional?" And I hope the answer for every single one of us will be yes, because my premise for this entire show is to bring people from the normal walks of life, people that we sit next to. 
uh, in a restaurant, in a bus that we walk with in the same mall. Uh, I'm talking about regular times. But to make you realize that everybody around you, it is unconventional, it is unique, and they do have the right and the freedom to express truly who they are and, and to express an identity that is 100% unique to themselves. I love that answer. Great, great, great first answer. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm able to say this because it's been it's been stuck in my head forever mm. since I was a teenager. So now now that I got a chance to let yeah. the whole world listen and, and hear this, I'm, I feel so honored. Good, yeah. good. All right. I think, uh, I think I'm ready. Oh, I think I'm ready for okay. your first question. Let's see what you have for me. Okay. My first question will, well, will have got something to do with my sexual orientation mm-hmm. because um, I used to be a very humble and shy gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you are one of the reasons that I'm a proud and blessed gay man today. So um, I have, I have a question um, related to 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 the way you treat me. Okay. Okay. I noticed that you have always had that as. <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's a it's a very uh, motivating question. I I'm not nervous. I'm excited. A lot will be interesting to hear. Okay, many will be interested to hear. Um, you have always had that aspiration to to help protect and defend the rights. Mm-hmm of the less privileged groups, like um, the people of colors, the LGBT community. Mm. I want to know what inspired you to do that, because especially when your current position does not suffer from any of the discrimination faced by the groups I mentioned. So I want to know why inspired you to, what and why you want to do that to help protect us. Yeah. Oh, I knew it. I knew you're going you're gonna to ask me something so hard and so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ask for trouble. Anson, you have such, a, such an amazing sensitivity, uh, sensitivity about you. And I have to say, first of all, I'm very flattered. And I'm also very grateful for this question. And I'm also a little mm-hmm. bit emotional when, when I get this validation from you. So I have to tell you, I thought about this many times. And I actually talked a little bit to some of my friends who are on, on the spectrum of different identities. And I always said, I don't really know why I have this why have this relationship with people who are very different, not just cultural, not just gender, not just sexual orientation, but I do have, I have to say, I have a very special place in my heart for, for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and it's so interesting, Anson, because I grew up in a, in a culture where everybody was the same and there was no, there was no um, expression of identity allowed. Mm. And believe it or not, until 2003, in my country was illegal to be gay. And one of my best friends at that point, he was also my roommate. He was gay, but he wasn't out obviously. And he also came from a very religious family background and a very traditional, I'm not sure religious, but he was a very traditional background. And for a while I used to be his beard for, for those of you who don't know what this is. I was, I was his uh, public girlfriend, even though he was, he was a gay man. He was in a relationship with another wonderful friend of mine. And uh, I think, seeing them experience all the all the discrimination all the pressure all the um i don't know maybe the, the, the this this human cruelty this human gratuitous uh, cruelty maybe enhance my sensitivities um but i i do know that even though i have never even known what the word homosexual or gay or lesbian was growing up i never ever questioned why would somebody not be allowed to do this, not, not be allowed to live their life, not be allowed to, to be in their truth. And um, I, I actually have a bisexual friend who told me once, she said, it could be because you read a lot as a child. And it's true, I was an obsessive reader. And I think the world of books, especially the books that are you know, that they speak the truth from any perspectives, they open your eyes even be- before your eyes see something real, right? Yes. So I, I don't know if, if that's the, the, the case, but there was always something very special in my, in my place for, for, for the community in the LGBTQ+. And I have to say, this year, uh, what pains me more than anything is the discrimination that the trans community receives. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm sure you have, but there has been so many cases of crime against, against being trans. And I always wondered, how can you judge somebody for having blue eyes 
or black skin or being born differently than that they want to be expressed themselves. It's not a choice. It's, it's my choice to choose my religion. It's my choice to choose my job. But is it truly my choice to choose my identity? And even if that's the, tr the case, if I choose to be this person, what's your problem with that? Like, what exactly in your identity you feel threatened that you have a problem with me loving a man or a woman or people on the spectrum or not even defining who I love, right? Oh my God, that's the best statement I love. Um, what's your problem? Yeah, like, Seriously. Exactly. I'm, like, like what you say. Go ahead. I'm just living my life. I'm just living my life. I, I'm trying to find my own happiness. I do not hinder or block or stop you from anything that you yes. want to do. What makes, what gives you the right to come stop mine? Yeah. It, it just doesn't make Absolutely. sense. So, so, <laughs> it just yeah, doesn't so, make sense. So thank yeah. you for that. I feel really grateful that that in a very, very little way I can, I can help. But I also have to say, I try to do the same thing for everybody else that I see that in a way they try to make themselves small because they are afraid that whoever they are is going to be rejected by society. So Anson, since you're so, you're so open to talk about your, your sexual identity, but it's, it, it goes beyond this. I think you're unconventional because of so, so many ways. But would you like to tell me a little bit, and especially people who are listening, what is it like to be a gay Chinese man in a country like Malaysia or in the subcontinent of Southeast Asia today? What is that experience like? What should we know? What should we learn? Okay, um, I grew up, <clears throat> sorry, I grew up in many, um, how would I put this? Well, it, it's, it's actually, I grew up in a very different kind of mm. context, as in, in front of the eyes of many, I'm the, I'm the yeah. perfect kid that I would say all, if not most, Asian mm. parents would love to have. You know, I'm the, I'm the typical Asian kid yeah. when I was a kid. You see, I, I was a smart mm -hmm. and obedient kid in school. I, I aced all my subjects. I had no sense of style <laughs> back then. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I was the model student of the year. I secured a scholarship. I even did a, um, a, a safe degree that people that most uh, Asian parents would perceive a, a degree in math, wow. a degree in economics. Yeah. So I'm the, you know, apple of mm -hmm. many eyes to see. <laughs> um, but in the same time, um, while being very pampered because of all these achievements, I also feel very suppressed by the fact that I cannot tap into my mm -hmm. full self. I see a lot of my inner voices, I have to keep them in control. Wow to avoid um, emotional or, or verbal mm. abuse, such as my, my more feminine yeah. touch, my more feminine voices, you know, my, my, my curiosity in, in beauty mm. and styles, you see, all this um, interest yeah. that in, in a traditional Asian community, they will say, these are things that a boy should not even have exactly. a thought about. So these are what girls yeah. do. You see, I, I, I tried, I tried trying to, I tried in, um, expressing myself a little more, a little more bold, but at the end, that is what I get. Uh, verbal yeah. abuse, um, um, bullied, yeah. verbally bullied. And um, I think that's, that, that's very, um, that's a very hard mm -hmm. experience. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of that because like what I, what I told you just now, I'm a yeah. blessed and proud gay because um, despite having to receive all these abusive words from people, I'm also surrounded by friends who don't even yeah. care what's my sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. I have to let you know that now the whole world knows my sexual orientation, except my immediate family. I, I still do not have that guts to tell them yet. But because of these um, close friends who are so supportive, uh, I, I, I do not need to go through a lot of, extreme abuse like what I, I see a lot of people are going mm -hmm. through in many sides of the yeah. world so I believe that this um this experience have helped build my voices uh it, it, it taught me how to protect people in my group but also be empathetic mm. to them because I, I know what are they yeah. going through it's just that I, I did not go through in, in mm. such an extreme yeah. way that they are having but I, I know what I think going through but also I am strong enough to help yeah. protect them to help 
you know, say things, raise voices for them because um, I am, I have been abused, but I'm also yes. not. Yes, I understand. Yeah, that's so, beautiful. And also, I think the fact that um, you had to balance. I I really really love what you said that you were the apple of many eyes. I have to tell you, Anson, I've never heard that before. That it's so beautifully said. But uh, in a way, you were the apple of many eyes because you couldn't really be a hundred percent who you are. But I understand a hundred percent what you're what you're saying, and I'm so I'm so grateful to see that you did have the capacity to build your strength. And at the same time, to also build your your self love and self acceptance. Wonderful! That that was yes. really really great. <laughs> All right. So we talked about you being gay. Let <clears throat> me see. What do you want to talk about yeah. me? <laughs> uh, this is a. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 make it this way. I had I asked a hard question, a long question. I will I'll, I'll then follow with okay. a short one before I go to All another right. long okay. one. Okay. So. So we talk about me being gay. I want to know if if you are a lesbian today, which celebrity, which female celebrity would be your ideal type, and why? Oh my god, that is <laughs> such a great question. So if I if I uh, if I were to like girls, what female celebrity? So I have to tell you, the problem is that I don't remember the name, but I remember the movie. Mm-hmm. It's an Indian movie. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's actually a show. It's a series. It's on Amazon Prime. And I just started watching it recently. And uh, the name of the show, it's called Four More Shots. And it's about four Indian women, young women living in Mumbai and living life. And one of them is playing the role of a, of a gay uh, female trainer. And I have to say the first mm-hmm. episode when I saw her, I was like, Ooh, holy guacamole. I, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit like it's getting hot in here, if you know what I mean. And, <laughs> and I, I actually thought for more than a second, I was like, hmm, if this woman was, was to be in the same room with me right now, I don't think I would think twice about asking her out, even though I don't really think of myself as having a lot of interest for, for, for women. But when I saw her, oh, that I mm-hmm. can't remember the name, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to figure out. Maybe I can even, even uh, Google it while we're listening to this. But uh, I, I am telling you, I saw her and I was like, Wow, that is that is very, 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 very good looking woman. And it's not just I, I think it also has to do <laughs> it has to do with uh oh VJ Bunny. Her name is VJ Bunny. Oh yes, she is um an Indian fitness model, actress, and former MTV India presenter. And uh like I said, she is now part of this of this show. It's called Four More Shots, please, and it's on Amazon Prime. So if you guys want to check her out, she's all tattooed. She has really black, long, beautiful hair. And overall, I think she's a badass. So uh, I actually don't even know if she's gay or not. It's beyond the point because we are talking hypothetically. But yeah, she would definitely, mm-hmm. I would definitely, I would definitely uh, dip in her lady pond, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, you like, <laughs> so you like powerful, cool women. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course I like, I mean, I like, I like powerful women, but they can also be extremely fun. Uh, but I, I just like people who have a lot of confidence and people who, who exude, um, you know, self, self-acceptance, self I guess. So, Anson, mm-hmm. awesome question. I have to yes. say nobody has asked me that question. And I've been dying for somebody to ask me, you know, if I were to, if I were <laughs> I to go, uh, go out with a girl, who would that be? So I want to I wanna ask you a question. And this is more of a high-level question. And you can choose to answer in a more profound way or in a very silly way, it's up to you. But okay. w- when I first met you, I think it was pretty much love at first sight, at least mental and energy love at first sight. And I always thought of you as somebody who has so much more courage, so much more uh, passion and so much more determination to live their unconventional life than anybody I have ever met in a long time. So my question to you is, you. what is the most unconventional dream that you have? Looking ahead in your in oh, your wow. life, what is the most unconventional thing that you want to achieve? Something that might be so big or so crazy or so unconventional that you don't even talk about it, out, you know, publicly because probably it's too much. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's too much, but I would say it's a very, it's a very greedy dream. Okay. Uh, I always find 
find it fascinating when I see people with multiple jobs,、uh-huh. as in many, many, many jobs.、Yeah. Like when, whenever I see people introduce, let's say, um, okay, let us welcome Tara Banks, the 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 supermodel,、yeah. the the media mogul, the businesswoman, the author, the director,、uh-huh. the host. You know, I I I love having slash career yeah, yeah, life yeah. like this. If 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 yeah, this is a new term that that's uh uh that is recently very popular、mm-hmm. because of the Um, the world we have today, where、yeah. you know you may not have enough with one job, right? So before this term even got common, it has always it's always been my dream to to have that slash life because I feel like、um, time is too short, and also I feel like I have wasted、um, too much time in the past that、uh, I'm just、um, fulfilling what is seemed to be、mm. right is in, in my community. I, I feel like I'm just. Like I told you, I, I'm the Asian gig, the typical、yeah. one. You know, I I, I feel like I've been com- I'm just com- I was just completing multiple levels in a game that people have already <laughs> designed for me. I'm just a player,、yeah. perhaps a, a a slightly better player than the rest. But who cares?、Yeah. We all end up in the same destination, and you know what's、hmm. worse, in the same exact、yeah. way. Everything is predictable. I don't like that. That's why um I feel like I have to tap more into my nature. Uh, I wanna feel. I wanna feel myself fulfilled. I don't want to fulfill any、mm. anyone's expectation anymore. I want to fulfill、yeah. myself. I want to stop being afraid of being different. I want to stop being afraid of creating differences. That's why I I I I love having multiple roles, roles that people may not even expect.、Yeah. For example, I I'm not holding a creative role in a typically seen as a boring industry of education.、It's, I'm here、yeah. at ESP to make education fabulous, right? <laughs> So yeah, this absolutely. Is, this is what I want to do: multiple roles, as many as possible, yeah. as as different. Yeah, as I actually talked about the slash life in, at the beginning of this year. I had a I had a YouTube、uh, show with、uh, with Freda Liu, and actually she mentioned this as as well that she wants to have a slash life: TV producer slash radio MC slash author slash female empowerment slash something. And I think, especially in today's world, that it's so full of. If you want uncertainties, having a slash life on one hand is it's in a way a safety net because you can do more things. But also, let's be very honest: nobody's one thing. Not even the most boring person on this planet is one thing, right? They are just they are just afraid to express express truly what what else they want to do. I love that. I I have a feeling that you will have a very very、uh, inspiring slash life, and I also have a feeling that. Ten years from now, on、uh, Tyra Banks is going to be on a podcast, and she will be asked, "Who do you admire?" And she will say, "Oh, definitely, without a doubt, Anson Tung." <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> okay, that will be the next checklist in my dream. <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay. Is it my turn、so. now? <laughs> okay. All right. This question comes from the fact.、Um, the inspiration comes from that you are a very visionary、mm-hmm. person. And also the fact that we have the very first、uh, female vice president of the、yeah. United States. So I want to ask if you are elected as the next president of the United States. In fact, the first female president、okay. of the United States. What will be the first major change you will make to the country or even to the world? Oh my God! Who? Wow! <laughs> These questions are so <laughs> insane. So first of all.、Um, Congratulations to United States for finally coming up to their senses.、Uh, I pay taxes in the United <laughs> States, so I feel like I'm entitled to have some so- sort of political game in it.、Um, I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to be in politics because obviously my personality is something that you don't really see in politics very much. Until Donald Trump, I have to say, Donald Trump completely changed the game of how politicians should look like. But I had. Recently, maybe not recently, about three months ago, I was interviewed by by one of the、uh, the, the most famous Romanian、um, uh, celebrities, TV personality Virgilianzu. And、uh, after the interview, I got so many messages from Romanian people that I have never met in my life saying you should run for president. And I was like, this is such a silly idea. Why would I ever want to be president? 
Um, and the truth is, I don't. I don't want ever to be president because I don't like people. And I think you heard me say this a lot. And it's not that I don't like people in the sense that I can't stand being with them, but I actually don't like the problem that all the people have. Having said that, mm -hmm. if by some sort of weird, <laughs> some sort of weird <laughs> historical twist, I would end up being the president of a country, um, I think my most important um, investment would be in education and healthcare. And I know this sounds probably boring, but uh, I think the lack of access to education uh, and lack of access, I mean, paid schools, schools that are very, very expensive, um, do create a huge disparity in society. And they actually perpetuate stereotypes and they perpetuate uh, privileges. Right. Because if I'm born in a white family on a good street, I, ha I get to go to a good school. If I get to go to a good school, I get to go to a good high school and then I get to go to a good, you know, college or whatever. At least in the United States, yes. that's how it works. So uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if that would be possible, but I would liberalize um, education and liberate education in that sense. And, and I would definitely make uh, healthcare universally accessible because, um, you know, America is an amazing country if you're rich and white. Yes. but not if you're anything else outside of that. So obviously this would come with a, a, with a high cost and some, something would have to give. But I, I think a country that invests in education, in healthcare, it's a country that puts their people first and is definitely, well, it's, it's a country that will allow um, a, a much higher quality of living um, and sort of like a stronger social responsibility framework. I, I, I'm very much a, a Democrat in the sense of... Um, of my political beliefs, but I'm also very much a, a liberal, maybe even a little bit of an extreme liberal, because I do believe that we are here on this planet to take care of each other. Uh, and the, the way the world right now is that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. So I, I would probably be a highly unconventional president and probably after my first year, somebody would hack me, you know, so I would become a hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we have to, we have to check Biden. The yeah. You yeah. this. <laughs> so, uh, Anson, I, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. And um, I know that you are gorgeous, handsome, sensitive, Aww. smart, funny, fancy, and all that. But you're also single. I know. You're single. Why are you single? That's not my question. But. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not... that's, that's a question. So, so the, the question is not why you're single. But the question is. Oh, okay. When you're looking um, at dating somebody, what mm -hmm. are you looking for? And can you describe to me your ideal relationship? So what, what do okay. you want that relationship to look like? So what are you looking for in a partner? And what does that ideal relationship look like? <laughs> um, good. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're making this into a dating podcast too. Who knows? You know, somebody fabulous is going to listen and then they're going to get in touch yes. with you and I'm going to yes. be the godmother of your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I hope the, the, the person that I admired, the person I have a crush on will, will hear this. I'm going to share this podcast with him anyway. Yay! So, <laughs> so um, I think the first, of course, there are multiple uh, traits and and and, yeah. and um, things I, I'm looking for on a guy. Uh, I'll just cover uh, a few top ones here. So I think the, the the first one would definitely be I'm looking for someone sapiosexual, as in uh, defined intelligence, mm. defined knowledge, uh, sexy. Yeah. Uh, and 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 by intelligence and knowledge, I don't mean I don't I don't mean everything has to be boring. I believe sense of humor is also a yeah. form of intelligence. Of course. You know, I, I think empathy is also a, 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 a knowledge itself. Mm. So I, I, I crave for that as in, because I feel like if, if I'm just looking for, you know, sexual pleasure, that would be very, it would be a very short term thing. Yeah. I believe when it comes to a relationship, it's, it's supposed to be sustainable. And I think uh, knowledge is the key behind it. Mm. So having a sapiosexual boyfriend and and I, I, I hoped uh, my boyfriend would find me uh, as a sapiosexual yeah. as well. I, I think um, that motivation, that kind of interaction will motivate, will motivate us to be better for each other, mm. to, 
you know, to be driven, to be better, yeah. to be smarter, to to achieve more in life, and and we can both end up as a power couple. Mm. That's my ultimate goal in a in a relationship. I I, I love seeing power couple when it, you know you you will see yeah. a lot you know celebrity power couples in mm-hmm. Hollywood. I I enjoy portraying that kind of impression because I I I also feel that the way I manage my relationship ship is important because a lot of people look up to me, especially the younger mm-hmm. gays. And uh, I I always have I was always asked how am I how can I be that proud yeah. of my sexual orientation while many feel so shy mm-hmm. or or some may not even be comfortable sharing about it. So I think by managing my relationship well, I am able to inspire yeah. a lot more younger people in the LGBTQ plus community and uh, setting up a good role model like mm. this. Um, it's what I want to do. And uh, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I, yep, I, yep. And, and of course, go ahead. Being, being hot is a bonus. Oh, yeah, um, that's being hot is a bonus. <laughs> when you asked me about my girl crush, I didn't choose somebody who, um, who you can't stand looking at, right? I'm not really sure what's VJ Bunny's personality, but I do know she looks hot on social media. I, I love this idea yeah. of, of sapiosexual. I have to say, I wasn't very familiar with the expression. So, for those of us listening, Tell us again what does sapiosexual mean? Okay, let me just Google up the, 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 the formal, <laughs> the formal, uh, definition. the formal definition. <laughs> I hope I got it right. Yes, I got it right. So sapiosexual is an adjective. Um, uh, it's a person. It refers to a person who finds intelligence sexually attractive mm-hmm. or arousing. Yeah. Uh, it can also be a noun. A person who finds intelligence sexually attractive. Yes, it's the same. Okay. So I got it right. All right. Yep. <laughs> So somebody who, who is attracted by the brain and also has six packs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> six packs is a bonus. It's not a must, but I think Bravo. the brain side is, is important. Come on, you have to interact with each other every day when you're a boyfriend. It's not just sex, right? Anson, so this is, imagine... this is the ideal. You know, the ideal <laughs> is brains and six packs. So as we can... Okay. And by the way, the, uh, the, whoever is your uh, crush at this point, if you're listening... Let me just say, Anson is a very, very, very cute package. So I wouldn't wait too long if I were oh. you because he is going to become a role model. He's going to be part of a power couple. And this, this is your chance to be part of that couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that still speech. <laughs> yep, 5, 5%, Anson, 5%. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now that I sold you on this podcast, What's your next? Yes. What's your next question for me, my love? Okay, my next question. Since I covered a a, a tough one yeah. in my last question, right? So this will be a, a an easier one. Okay. And it comes from the the fact that um, it's COVID, uh-huh. and uh, we all have uh, we we have we all have to be more careful with our budget and spending today. But it, you know, being a shopaholic, it's it's very hard to do yeah. that. I I want to spend, but I I still need to save. So. I want to ask you, since you are a hopaholic yourself mm-hmm. as well, if you are stuck with two fashion items, it can be dress or necklace. You know, yeah. you, you imagine you're, you're stuck with two dresses, two necklaces, but you can only choose one. Um, what would be your deciding factors? Oh, I have to tell you, I really appreciate that you, you asked me to choose only one because when I find myself in these situations, I usually don't spend too much time and I just, I I just choose both. <laughs> Um, however, um, <laughs> recently I um, <clears throat> I went shopping and once again I think I, I these days I go shopping just because I can't stand being at home anymore and some of the malls are still open so the experience of just walking around the mall helps. But um, I uh, I tried on a very very hot leather pleather it's not a pleather dress and I tried it on I put it on social media and I got so many comments Ooh. and they were like oh my god that's such an amazing dress for a party. And then as I started thinking, I was like, well, I'm not going to party yeah. at all. I don't even know when I'm going to go and party next. So I think these days, if I have to choose between two items, it's going to be a lot more of a function of where can I wear it and can I wear it right away? Because if I have to keep it in the closet for six months until finally somebody invites me to a party, then I'm not going to do it. I'm somebody who loves instant gratification so i want to wear something i want to buy something that i can wear instantly that i can get validation for instantly and if that's not the case and i have to wait for seven months until 
the borders open or I finally go out to a party, then I think I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm, I'm very much somebody who wants instant validation. If you see me buying something today, a few hours later, it's going to be on my Instagram. Yes, I do. I, I see that all the time. Why, why bother and shopping? Just... Why bother shopping if it's not all about now, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And you just help solve my dilemma for my shopping trip later. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's wonderful. And and guys, just so you know, if you're listening, Anson and I were chatting the other day on on WhatsApp. I went to I went to this store in Pavilion uh, to get my customized Z necklace. Uh, Zs are these beads that are believed by Tibetans to have special powers. And I was texting Anson the beads, and I was like, you know, we need one for you. Where we should go and do it together. Oh. And and uh, I think that's the kind of thing that we both share that we want. We want what we want and we want it now, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I will want to share excitement to each other as well. as so we want to get the same thing for each yeah. other. Like, get this. This is good. This is worth it. Yeah, and let's do it now. So, yeah. <laughs> speaking of now, and some believe it or not, I have my last question for you. I don't know where time is flying when you're having fun, but I have my last question for you. And I think you have one more question for me and then that's it. Yeah. But don't worry, we'll have a second I one because ready. I feel like the two of us can have our own podcast. <laughs> Yes, I think we can do like the second episode, Anson Comes Back. <laughs> oh, great title, Anson Comes Back. Well, until until Anson leaves and then comes back, I, I want to okay. ask you a question, even though I feel like you touched upon a couple of times, but my last question is the question that I ask everybody who comes on this podcast that are unconventional, because that's the only premise to be on this podcast, to be an unconventional. There's still a lot of people, Anson, who are in the conventional closet, who are afraid to be who they are, who are afraid to express who they are, who are uh, afraid to, to stand up to their own potential. What advice mm-hmm. do you have for somebody who's still in the conventional closet? Wow. Um, I, I'm very glad that you asked me this question because I think I wrote the answer uh, a few weeks ago in a post of mine on, on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I will quote myself. <laughs> We do that, honey, all the time. When we're celebrities, we have to quote ourselves. <laughs> of course, of course. So the first statement I'm gonna I'm gonna give to to people who find it still uncomfortable in in tapping into their unconventionality is, why be the norm when you can shine like a unicorn? Oh, say that again. Say that again. Why be the norm when you can shine like a unicorn? It rhymes. <laughs> oh my God. When you can be the unicorn. Absolutely. Yes. So start asking yourself if the steps you are currently taking, are they just another expectation from the norm? Or is it something that fulfills you as a leading soul? Mm. Then you will know what to do. Trust me, you, you, you don't want to attend a countdown party one day and be unable to recall anything you have done in the past year. It is your life, not a program. So Jesus. start living. My goodness, Anson. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to say something, but I'm speechless. Why be the norm when you can be a unicorn? And uh, are the steps you're taking just another step towards the norm? Uh, are you just part of, of playing this game that somebody else designed for you? Or do you want to take the steps towards your own uniqueness? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I I don't know whatever the last question you have for me, but I can't have an answer that comes near, nowhere near as good as yours. So hit me, baby, but lower your expectations, everyone. (laughs) Trust me, I'm still stuck. I I have to add more than five questions. I haven't decided which is the last one. I'm still deciding now. Okay. I'm still going to pick. Oh, my God. (sighs) Well, ask the most unconventional question. I don't know, Anson. Okay. And then okay. it's very good. I'll give you a bonus. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, that should be my that should be my question. Like, what is my next promotion? <laughs> next week? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have a question. Okay. All right. Uh, like what you say, I'll, I'm gonna choose the one I think uh, people wouldn't expect. Okay. okay. Uh, I I want to tap a little bit into your 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 hobby in 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 culinary art. Okay. You cook a lot, and I and I, I you have cooked for me a lot as well. I love. The, the, the food you cook for me. Thank you. I love the ingredients you, you picked. They're all super healthy, not to mention super premium as well. <laughs> uh, I still miss um, all the um, 
the the concept, the the the, the veg approach that the the veggie approach that you int- introduced me to. Uh-huh. So I want to ask if you can only eat one type of food for the rest of your life. Pasta. Only one type. Pasta. Pasta. Let, let <laughs> oh not, my god. Let me not even finish this because it's pasta or anything okay. anything related to to starch and carbs because uh, as much as I love veggies. There's nothing as good as, as a dish of pasta. So, yeah, okay. I, I would eat probably pasta and pasta variations for, for pretty much the rest of my life. But uh, okay, I have, to, I have to say, it turns out that this week is my one-year anniversary of being a pure vegan. <gasps> Happy anniversary to okay. me. Happy anniversary. And uh, um, somebody recently asked me on a podcast, what's the proudest thing that I have achieved this year? And even though it started last year, it's definitely the fact that I, I stayed on my vegan journey and it makes mm-hmm. me feel so good about myself and makes me feel physically good, but also morally and, and spiritually and mentally good. But I, I would say if for some reason I could not eat pasta for the rest of my life, that would be the beginning of the end because I <laughs> love myself some gluten. So pasta, oh pasta, bread things like that i would eat that so oh my. because you had God, such I... a great question i'm gonna make you an amazing pasta dish the next time i can see you i don't know whenever that will okay. be and we'll share a, a pasta dish together how's that i look forward to that and i have to say i think we got a little bit too close because you know what my plan tonight for dinner is pasta oh so <laughs> well, i don't know what happened so <laughs> answer because all the answers can be found in a dish of spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> so, uh, did you have fun? Yes, of course. You can tell from my laughter. Well, you're you're obviously a very very positive person, which is one of the things that I love about you. So, once again, beautiful people, unconventional people. This is the truly truly unconventional and highly extraordinary Anson Tung that I have the amazing privilege to work with every day. I learn from you, Anson. I want to be a lot more like you when I grow up. I want to have the sensitivities, the emotional maturity, the self, of self, the sense of self-expression that you have. And I am so, so, Thank so you. grateful that you took the time to be on 5 on 5 on the Unconventional Professor podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it, it, like I want to say, it's my honor. And also, I want to tell you that um, I'm very thankful to have found you, to have met you. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything too elaborative or too long because you know what, what, I, what I feel about you. I don't have to go lengthy about it. But I just want to give you a short statement. I, I, I love you so much. I find, I find so much inspiration from you because you helped me to know me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can I cry, no. life? Thank you, Anson. Yes, let's cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anson. I, Thank you. I, I really, Thank really, you. really love you in so many, so Thank many ways. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, I'll everyone. See you when I see you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, everyone. And stand by for the final segment of today's podcast, which is the lesson of the day. I don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about because I feel like Anson pretty much said it all. And welcome back. Wasn't that amazing? I'm telling you, Anson is going to be quite something. He actually is quite something. And I hope his dreams about uh, finding true love and becoming part of a power couple, the way he talked about it, will come true. So for the final segment, the lesson of the day, um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, but also some of the things that Anson and I uh, touched upon, which is living your true self, living your true life when your social construct is not the traditional in-the-box construct of society. So, uh, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, uh, this young dear friend of mine uh, told me that he feels that he lost his family and he's all himself. He's all by himself. I'm sorry, I'm quite emotional when I talk about this. And um, I actually told him something that once again I learned from RuPaul. (laughs) I know it's silly that I keep quoting him, but maybe because I find so much of his values being my values. But one of the things that RuPaul said, he said, When we are unconventional, we get to choose our own family and we get to we get to uh, build a family of people that we love and that we actually want to have in our family. And let's be very honest, not all of us are lucky to have the best families. Not all of us are lucky to be 
accepted unconditionally about our love uh, about uh, um, by our families and I was also thinking today about this lottery of life right some of us won the lottery by being born in a place in a country in a society or in a culture that accepts you exactly the way you are and some of us have not so what gives us the sense of entitlement to decide how somebody should live their life just by the pure coincidence of winning the social construct lottery. Imagine if the world was completely upside down today and you as a you know as a privileged person would be on the other side of the privilege. Wouldn't you ask yourself why? Wouldn't you ask yourself why me? Why this? Why does this matter? I think you would. I think I would. I I know I do every every day, hopefully. So maybe my lesson of the day and my uh, segment I like what I like was a little bit too melancholic or maybe too emotional, but I can't stop thinking about how this privileged thing, it's such a lottery, how somehow some of us were born believing that our values are the values accepted by society and we actually don't have to fight to stand up for ourselves. But so many of our friends, of our family members, of our community are not that privileged. So, my dear friend, privileged and unprivileged one, my, my, my lesson of the day would be to stand by each other, to recognize both your privilege and your handicaps, to choose the family you want, to love the ones you want, and to be exactly who you want. And I think that's enough for today. I will see you next time on another episode of the Unconventional Professor podcast. And this is it. Class dismissed.